The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Now, since the tragic death of 23-year-old Ashling Murphy in January of last year, my next guest has been inundated with queries about her UCC Bystander Intervention Programme. The course, run by Dr Louise Crowley, aims to equip students and to highlight the dangers of normalising and accepting abusive behaviour. So what exactly is the bystander effect? Well, Dr Louise Crowley is Professor of Law in UCC and Director of the UCC Bystander Intervention Programme. Louise Good morning. Good morning, Pat. Um, What is the bystander effect? Well, the bystander effect is what we're trying to challenge because the bystander effect means that when we are, um, when we witness something but we're in a group of people, we're much less likely to intervene and assist somebody. And this is what gives rise to intervention inhibition, which is what uh, prevents us, prevents people from, even though they see something problematic, it's just easier to walk on by or they're afraid what people would think of them or they're afraid they, they might get um, hurt or they may be socially isolated if they speak up. So what we're trying to do is to challenge that bystander effect and instead to um, instill in our participants and broadly in society the awareness of capacity to be the person to make the difference and the importance of people coming together to be bystanders. So that yeah. collective voice for change. Now, um, you can have bystanders among uh, the perpetrating group of an outrage and you can have bystanders among the, uh, the, the passers-by, if you like, the mm. observers of, of this effect. And I'm sure it's equally powerful for both groups. Someone who might like to intervene as someone is having the life kicked out of him or her, uh, someone who might like to intervene because of groupthink, didn't, wouldn't dare to mm. shout stop. Yeah, and similar issues arise, although in two different contexts that you mentioned. So in the first example where it's a member of your peer group who is speaking inappropriately or behaving inappropriately in any way, it can be difficult to speak out, be the one person to speak out. So whether that's in a WhatsApp group or whether it's in person, in a nightclub or in town or wherever that might happen, or in a classroom even, it is challenging for people to think that that they would be the only one to speak up. And we know from our research that people have a sense that they're far more sensitive to this behaviour and outrage than their collective peers. And when we work with people, we get them to realise through workshops and talking to each other that actually everybody in the room practically is shocked or abhorred by the behaviour. But because of the collective silence that we're so used to, everybody believes it's just them. And so they're much less likely to speak up because they think that they will be the only one and that they may be ridiculed or isolated or whatever the case may be. And so a key element of our, of our, of our training and our program is to open people's eyes to the shared abhorrence and also the importance of supporting somebody who speaks up. So it's ensuring that people don't feel isolated and allowing them to come, overcome the inhibition. Mm. So, so I mean, yeah. when you say uh, someone says something that's inappropriate, either in mm. person or in a WhatsApp group, um, that it might be best that uh, the bystander will say something, a hang on saying that that is out of line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe they'll find colleagues who have the same view and also will say, hang on, Sean or Mick or Joe, that yeah. is out of line. We don't anymore or this kind of stuff. However, Absolutely. there are situations where you know, intervening might put yourself in danger. Think of a, you know, a a carriage on the underground in London and someone is aggressively uh, hassling someone or interfering Mm. or, you know, being lewd and you just don't know what kind of weaponry is at their disposal. 
this is very true. And so what is really important in all of our training is that firstly, the golden rule is you only intervene if it's safe to do so. But secondly, and this is, seems to be a real eye-opener for people who take the training, is the range of ways in which you intervene. So I think most of your listeners, Pat, when you gave that example, would have in their heads imagined you on the, on the, the train um, going up to the person who's committing the bad behaviour and challenging them. And that can be done, and that may be what needs to be done in some instances, but actually it's the range of things you can do. So, for example, you can interrupt, um, you know, um, can you tell me what the next stop is? Or if it's so, worse than that, you might say, remove the person, so interrupt, remove the, the vulnerable person. Or, for example, you might um, catch that person's eye and say, would you like me to sit next to you? You know, so you can do so many things other than challenging, you know, the actual behaviour. Um, and so it's really important for our participants that they come away knowing that there is something they can do. And many yeah. people will only have the capacity to do a certain thing. So whether it's, it's supporting the vulnerable person, whether it's removing, interrupting, whatever the case may be, there are so many ways that you can make an intervention yeah. way beyond sort of the perception that bystander training is about learning how to challenge physically somebody who is behaving in an appropriate way. So it can be calling out. And then moving apart from your example, it can be having a, a conversation on the side with your friends and saying, look, Johnny, you know, the way you're behaving, we're all going to get into trouble. Or do you know that that could be a criminal offence or explaining whatever the case may be. Mm. So it can be much more subtle, but it can be hugely effective. Yeah. Now, it, it might be easier if you've got this bystander intervention training to intervene with your peers, you know, mm. to call out behaviour that's uh, unacceptable. Um, the ability to do so, if you saw a man abusing his wife on the side, mm. uh, on the, the, yeah. the sidewalk, um, you might be very brave indeed to go over and say, lay off. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to deny that you could end up getting a slap yourself. So this is why we must be really careful in what we do. So I suppose just a couple of things you could do there. You know, if it was very physical, you might be very slow to interrupt. You might get allies. You might get other people on the street to support you. And suddenly there's four of you. Or you may ring the guards, you know. um, And if it was a similar situation in a nightclub, you might find the bouncer or whatever the case may be. So whatever situation you find yourself in, if you feel that making a physical intervention or any kind of an intervention would be unsafe, sometimes the most effective intervention can be getting somebody who's better positioned to support you. So, you know, it can happen that something terrible is is playing out. You don't feel safe to intervene. Find allies. Ring 999. You know, that you need to do what's safe for you as well. So I'm certainly not advocating that everybody jumps in, you know, and tries to stop situations because that may escalate the problem. So it's about assessing the situation, having the knowledge of the range of ways in which you can do something and then doing that safely. Uh, I saw uh, recently on television there was a, a fictional uh, story being played out and uh, that, that very thing happened on the underground or on a suburban train and there was messing going on and uh, a woman took out a phone and uh, started to f- to video the person and uh, the guy said, what are you doing? I'm streaming you right now, she said. Mm. And the thing stopped. Now, <laughs> the alternative scenario where that worked in that case is that he comes over, takes the phone, stomps on it and attacks you instead. 
So yeah, absolutely. You know, and that she's very vulnerable in that situation um, because if he's already aggressive, what you've just suggested is, is highly possible. It may be wise to look to the other people on the train or wherever the situation is and look for allies or it may be, you know, connecting with a vulnerable person. It may be going up, you know, if it was a bus, let's say you go up to the bus driver and say there's, you know, terrible behaviour happening down the back of the bus. You know, it's about what's around you, what the possibilities are and being attuned to them. So, I mean, again, you know, I, I don't know that that was very wise, certainly announcing that I'm videoing you is is, is drawing trouble. Um, uh, but maybe making a video discreetly will armour you to have evidence mm. should the, the police or the guardie yeah. come along. So, you know, it's very difficult to give exact yeah. in, advice. In the, in the yarn, <laughs> she was yeah. only spoofing. She wasn't videoing your man at all. Yeah, but it had yeah. The, she was trying the, to distract. Yeah, she was trying to yeah. d- distract. Now, uh, one of the aspects of your bystander intervention programme is trying to get the guys particularly to, to put themselves in the situation that uh, a female might find herself in and how vulnerable... I mean, the number of people who, who don't realise that some people go to the underground car park in their apartment block with their keys between their fingers in case they're attacked and it's the only weapon they have, yeah. um, that they are constantly in a state of not necessarily terror, but high alert, yeah. uh, where guys don't necessarily ever feel that way. Yeah, and that's the impact piece. So, um, you know, and, and, this, and it is, we should just say that it isn't gender specific, but the vast majority of victims are women. But go, going along with your, your example there, um, the, the behaviour of men sometimes is intended and fully understood the impact. But what I found in speaking to not just young people, but older people in the workplace, is that they don't get the impact. You know, I mean, a second level student said to us recently that they didn't think verbal um, harassment, you know, that that was a problem. It was only when it became physical. So it's about getting them to understand the impact. And so whenever we deliver the training and we use various means, media and workshop scenarios to get people to understand the impact and to realize the damage that can be done with words alone. And you're absolutely right that girls and women live their lives on high alert of what might happen. And the simple thing, like I'm walking home from work and it's in the evening time and there's a man walking behind me. Now, he could be the nicest man in the world who's also just walking home from work. But I don't know that. And what happened after the Ashley Murphy murder, or when Ashley Murphy was murdered, that um, what I found was that when I was talking to men and delivering workshops to men or any of the, the media pieces I did, was it was this sudden realisation of the impact of behaviour that wasn't intended to be harassing or anything like that, but that they suddenly had their eyes open. And, and men said to me, gosh, I'm looking back now and I see things that I did or I was involved in that weren't acceptable, but they, just because there isn't an intent, that doesn't make it okay. So it's yeah. all about impact and not intent. So what I find is that also what's really powerful is when I work with sporting organizations, I will put all of the genders together in a workshop and mix the tables. And the men will listen to the women. And they will suddenly, and I've seen this in front of my eyes, the jaws drop when they realize what it's like to be a woman on a Saturday night, you know, out at the same nightclub or, or bar as the man. And they may be there together. And things that the woman experiences, will, he will have completely missed. And I've watched, in particular, third-level students in a six-workshop, uh, you know, six weeks in a row. I've watched them, the, the young men grow from being shocked, literally jaws on the ground, hearing about the experiences of their fellow students. And then by the end of the six weeks, they have grown into allies and, and say overtly, you know, that won't happen anymore. I have your back now on a Saturday night. I'll see what's happening. You know, and they are suddenly aware. And it's opening their eyes and making them realize, A, what's going on, and B, their capacity to step in and support women and be their allies um, is really powerful and can prevent things from 
whatever happening, you know, that we don't know could have happened, but their awareness and their ability to step in is really powerful. And we get that in our focus groups. You know, there's a lovely quote from a, a young student in UC who said, I was out on Saturday night and there was this girl I didn't know, but I could see she was being hassled by guys to go back with them. And I'm six foot four, he said. Uh, so I just stood there between her and them and they scarpered. So he didn't even have to speak, but he just let those boys know this is not OK. And off they went. So the fact that he even saw the difficulty is a huge step in terms of particularly men's ability to be the difference in okay. not an aggressive way, but just an effective way. Now, finally, Louise, uh, who can avail of your uh, bystander intervention programme? I mean, is it being run around the country? Do people apply for your resources to be yeah. um, visiting their school or uh, third level college or what? Yeah, so briefly, we make the programme available free to all third-level institutions for their staff and students, and it's rolling out across the country. I also did a pilot last year for uh, 50 secondary schools around the country that was supported by the Irish Research Council, and we, we trained 180 teachers, so that's rolling out in TY, although our funding is now gone, so we're, we're working on that. And then additionally, it's available on our CPD UCC platform for anyone in the country to take. It's €50, Euro and you complete it, and you get your certificate of completion. And then additionally, I'm working with Cork GA, rolling out a pilot. We train all the UCC sports clubs here as well and then working with workplaces who come to us looking for support, so the arts sector, private industry and I, I've been advising Stormont as well in terms of their strategy to end violence against women and girls. So it is available to anybody and in terms of you know organisations, certainly we're open to any um, requests that people might have and they can come to us and we can discuss needs. Dr Louise Crowley, a Professor of Law and UCC Director of the UCC Bystander Inter Prevention program. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.